Welcome to Rise and Shine, raw chats with real women in Australian small business. In each candid conversation with a small business owner, we'll explore the messy back end of business with heaps of golden wisdom to help you learn, grow and live your truth. I'm your host, Rachel Green, SEO copywriter and founder of Shine Copy. Let's do it. Not all awards are created equal, which is why I'm chatting with Erin Huckle, awards writer and PR pro from Chuckle Communications. She works for creative, innovative and ethical businesses and has an 89% success rate helping clients win or be a finalist in awards. Hello, Erin. So what's the appeal of awards for small business? I feel like when you're in small business, there aren't many moments to really get recognition for how hard you work. You know, I know, you know, for both of us as small business founders and all of our clients, so often you're just like working away day after day and doing the hard yards. And I think awards are a really great opportunity to get some recognition for all of that hard work and to reflect on how much you've achieved because we're so busy just grinding away, doing all the work that we don't often actually reflect on how far we've come and all the milestones we've achieved. So I feel like they are a great opportunity for small businesses to reflect, um, to get recognition and to also broaden their sort of sphere of influence, you know, get in front of new people and make new connections. Yeah, that all makes sense. I think there's a lot of like, a lot of small business owners are quite humble. So I wonder how many get nominated for awards and then they just don't accept the nomination and act on it because they're like, oh, no, no, I don't deserve that. I'm just I'm just here doing my thing. <laughs> I think that happens a lot. I speak to a lot of people and they're like, oh, yeah, I did get nominated for something and I just never got around to it or I just thought there was no point in me entering because, you know, who am I to enter and put myself forward? And I always say to them, well, you're not going to win it if you're not in it. You know, it's that whole thing of like you've actually got to do the thing and enter the <laughs> and the people who win are the ones who've entered but I also feel like we're so close to what we do that often you don't see how amazing your business is because you're just so so close to it and sometimes you just need that little nudge and to kind of get out of your own way and realize even if you are feeling really humble it's a good opportunity to maybe yeah reflect and reach new people so it's always a valuable exercise yeah I think so because you you kind of look it forces you to adopt an outside-in perspective of your business when you're entering awards and thinking about like how to summarise it and, yeah, it just makes you kind of question why you do the things you do. So I think there are heaps of benefits. Um, but is it for, do people do it, like, for more than just kudos, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think kudos is part of it. Um, but I always think that the process itself is really valuable because, how often in business do we actually sit down and write, you know, hundreds of words about what we've done, you know, our challenges, our achievements, even like having an up-to-date bio, often entering an award sort of pushes you into that because if you haven't already written 100 words about your business or yourself as the founder, like it's a great sort of motivator to get that done. Um, it's also a really good excuse to reach out to like clients and customers and get feedback uh, because, I mean, you might have an amazing process to gather feedback from your clients, but I'm definitely guilty of not always following up with people after a project to ask them for a testimonial. Or, you know, often we're in the situation where we're working with a client on an ongoing basis. So there's sort of no end of the project. So we just never get around to getting that feedback. So, yeah, it's about, I mean, kudos is great, but I feel like it's really about sort of being part of that process, um, you know, and networking, like, you know, now that a lot of awards have events, there are great opportunities to network. 
but it also just sort of builds that authority. So even if it's just sort of boosting your profile with your existing audience and your past clients, it just sort of shows, you know what, I take my business seriously, I value what I do, and it's sort of giving yourself a vote of confidence. Like you say, we're all pretty humble and uh, we don't like to sort of shout out about ourselves too much. But I think there comes a point when you have to sort of just sit back and think, you know what, I just created this out of thin air, especially if you are a small business founder or an entrepreneur or a solopreneur or whatever you want to call it, Uh, you know, and I don't know, how often do we really celebrate those wins along the way? You know, it's just, (laughs) just recall becomes a bit of a blur and you look back and realise, Oh, hang on, I've been doing this for years. And yeah, I, I just feel like it's a really valuable exercise. I often wish that all award entries had the exact same questions because then if you entered one, you could just enter them all. <laughs> but unfortunately they they don't. And um, but but even entering one, often you can just sort of repurpose a lot of it for other categories or other programs. Um, so yeah, it's a valuable exercise. The first time does take a bit of time, but then once you've done one, they get easier. Yes. Yeah. I think for me, it's almost like entering awards is like a little bit kind of cathartic. Like you review your whole way of doing business. You kind of <laughs> fine tooth comb it and you audit like every corner. So it's yeah. beneficial, even if you have no expectation about being a finalist or even winning. It's there's lots of goodness, I think, in undergoing the process. Absolutely. And I feel like sometimes it can also like shine a light on maybe areas of the business that you could work on or improve, you know, like, so it's great to reflect on how far you come, but, you know, maybe there's a question about sustainability or, you know, um, social impact and and you've realized, oh, actually I'm so close to what I'm doing for my clients that I haven't really thought about my environmental policy or ways that I want to give back to the community or, you know, different things that you could be doing beyond sort of the the day-to-day so I feel like it can help us do that as well because again unless you're working with a business coach or someone that's kind of really pointing those things out to you most of us are just so busy working away that we're not thinking about those kinds of things until we get asked and put on the spot by an award award (laughs) yeah exactly or you are challenged to do things differently or to add things to your process for example like um I remember one that I looked at entering, you needed to talk a lot about your social impact. And I don't feel that I do much in that area really. Um, so that made me kind of think, ah, oh, what can I do to mm. have impact and to benefit the greater good more than what I'm already doing? So, yeah. yeah. And that's a really positive takeaway. Like I just think for all of us to kind of have that objective look at our business. <laughs> is valuable and often also what you write in the entry you know you can repurpose that content like maybe you have to write about yourself and it could end up becoming like an updated version of your about page or it could feed into like an updated LinkedIn profile bio or you might answer one of the questions and think actually I could turn that into a blog post like you know I think if you're going to invest that time because often you end up writing a thousand words or more on your business thousands of words some of them <laughs> they are but it's like well once you've done it they you know really look at that, that as a you know it's not about winning I think people get put off because they're like well I would never win but it's not just about winning and you end up with all this valuable content about your business and opportunities to reflect so and then if you win as well that's a bonus yes so how long would you spend writing in an average award entry for a client like once the research is done and you're actually doing the writing and answering the questions how long would that take you on average oh good question um yeah I guess the writing itself is usually sort of 
probably around a day's worth of work a lot of the time, um, depending on how many questions. And, you know, some of them are, um, you know, we'll want like 10 questions of 500 words each, which can be quite taxing. That's probably going to be a bit bit more time. But a lot of the, the time is spent in the briefing stage where I'll interview the client and really, you know, ask them the questions in the entry form. And often in that stage, there's a lot of kind of homework for them. They have to go away and gather metrics and ask clients for feedback and, um, you know, pull out their marketing plan and share it with me, that kind of thing. Um, the writing itself, once I've kind of gathered all of that evidence, um, is usually fairly, fairly straightforward. And um, I guess like with any kind of writing, the shorter shorter word counts are actually harder. <laughs> um, so some of them will be like, you know, tell us about all of the challenges you've faced in the last, you know, two years and they'll give you 200 words and you're just like trying to squeeze, you know, every everything in. So those are the really hard ones. I've just done a few entries for someone and, you know, I think we had a thousand words total, but we had to answer, yeah, about five questions and put in a lot of content. So that's where it's, you know, less about the beautiful flowery language and more about just getting to the point and really putting in those metrics. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's about giving the judges what they want and basically ticking their check boxes or is there more to it? I mean, that is a big part of it. You know, so many judges I've spoken to, they get frustrated because people just don't answer the question. So people just ramble on and say what they want to say, but they don't actually answer the question, which could be really specific, like, you know, give us three examples of a challenge you've faced in the last 12 months and how you've overcome it. Or, you know, there'll be most questions are quite specific. So really answering the questions is important. Um, but also writing for a human. So someone I know who is judging some awards at the moment, she was sharing her frustrations with me the other day about how many entries now she can tell that they're being generated by things like ChatGPT. And what? Uh, yeah, yeah, she shared some examples. And, and the giveaway is, you know, that kind of really verbose language with lots of really, you know, flowery words around, you know, their breathtaking ambition and that kind of thing. And then she said... She said it was so tiresome to read as a judge, especially because a few of them had clearly done it and they just sort of all started to blur together, which is where, you know, I'm going to talk myself out of a job here, but where I would say it's more important to write an entry that is really true to you and your business than to have the best, you know, professionally written entry because, you know, I always say to people, I can't guarantee a win. All I can do is help you really get clarity around your story and convey it and answer the questions properly. But I think judges would rather read something from the heart than something from AI. So yeah, just, yes, yeah, totally. I think also when you, I've never been a judge. Um, I would like to be one one day, but I think if you're like in basically a whirlwind or like a production line, maybe where it, where it comes to the video chat or like the, the video interview component, you've read the, the text part and then it's, yeah, it just must be like overwhelming and everyone just blows into one. So making your written entry stand out and I guess match your brand tone of voice if you've got one and then backing that up with your human, like human to like face-to-face part of it, that's going to make you stand out, even if it's just because that's all they could remember when it comes yeah. to judging time. Like I, I don't understand why someone would go to AI for anything at all, but for this, that really like blows my mind. I'm astonished. Uh-huh. I know I was really surprised because I've definitely been guilty this year with everything happening in that AI generated generated content world. I've been saying, well, how could you ever use it to answer, you know, questions in an award entry because they're so specific to your business? But I don't know, maybe they're just putting in some prompts or 
uploading some <laughs> some information and asking it to rewrite it. I'm not sure. But yeah, anyone listening, please don't do that because the, the human judges are definitely not fans and it's not going to help you win. <laughs> yes. So there are plenty of questionable awards out there. What's your take? Yeah, unfortunately, not all awards are created equal, which is kind of heartbreaking as someone who really <laughs> loves banging the drum about why I love awards. You know, um, some of them, you know, we were talking off air before we started recording, uh, de- very clearly like, you know, part of someone's sales funnel. So it's, you know, enter my award and, it, oh, you know, you, it's often it's free to nominate and then you have to pay to enter and then you get sort of into this funnel and you realise actually you're being sold a sort of coaching program or something when actually you were just trying to get some recognition for all of your hard work, which is really disheartening. Um, some of them are definitely you know, you get the impression that they're pay to play. So it might be that you have to pay quite a big entry fee um, and then you see lots of people kind of claiming a win, but then you realise, you know, there are so many categories and each category they hand out lots of bronzes and silvers and, you know, it's almost like a guarantee. So that's disheartening too. Um, I think if in doubt, you know, try and look at, you know, if it's a brand new award program, Uh, try and sort of suss out why they're putting it together if you can you know um, is it part of their funnel or are they doing it because they really do see a gap in the market for an award that recognizes that kind of um, entrant Um, try and look at who has entered and won in the past you know are they kind of people that you have heard of or you know respect or or you know it's it's a shame because I find that um A lot of the ones that are free to enter, you know, that's great because it should, well, ideally it would be free to enter, although I do appreciate how much work goes into running an award program, which is where they often rely on sponsors. But often it's free to enter, but then you also have to shell out for a really, you know, fancy black tie do, which might cost hundreds of dollars in ticket prices and then maybe travel and accommodation, you know, so it can become an expensive exercise. Um, So, yeah, if in doubt, like do a bit of research, ask around, ask for people's recommendations on what to enter um and yeah just sort of try and keep an open mind because yeah some of the ones that are really reputable like the Telstra uh, Business Awards which have got you know a lot of credibility um you know they're free to enter but it is a lot of effort you know and also it's really competitive so um but then it means so much more if you do end up becoming a finalist or winning whereas some of them genuinely I do think anyone who enters is a finalist um which you know again can kind of um take the shine off a little Mm. yes I think that's right um it is a weird position to be in when you win or either you're nominated or you become a finalist or you even win an award and then you discover you've been part of a a glorified sales funnel like you feel hoodwinked basically yeah yeah it's a shame I um yeah often I I've I've sort of started entering myself in a few awards just to sort of see firsthand what the process is like so that I can tell my clients um a little bit more about it I think a good sign like if an award um program includes like an interview component as well as a written component I think that's usually a good sign that they're actually you know um they've got some credibility behind what they're doing take a look at who the judges are um you know who are the sponsors uh yeah and if you if people in your network have entered them before and you've seen that they're finalists like 
send them a, a message and ask like what was the process like and they'll probably be quite honest with you if it wasn't a great process <laughs> so um yeah unfortunately not all awards are reputable um but I will say you know I think even being a finalist in an award is really valuable because it just sort of builds this success halo about you and your business um you know I know when I started entering myself in awards I, I was a finalist in a few so I put that on my social media um, platforms and then I would run into people and they would say wow look at you you look like you're winning all these awards and I'm thinking I haven't won anything yet but yeah it's just kind of people should see it as a bit of a stamp of success which is awesome yeah I think it's just like another element of, of social proof like from a copywriter's perspective mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah do you think like it must be expensive for brands to create an awards program and then have an awards night and so on. Like it's an expensive exercise. So why do they do it when it's part of a sales funnel ultimately for some brands? Mm, I don't know. I mean, they they clearly must have crunched the numbers and worked out how to make it worth their while. Um, you know, some of them along with the awards night, um, you know, I know that we we were both finalists and and sort of <laughs> winners in the same categories in a, at, at award this year. Um, and I feel like for me, I, I did go to the event, but I went with my eyes open thinking I'm really just going to network and just find out a bit more about the whole process because I wanted to be able to tell future clients about it. Um, yeah, so if you're sort of going to invest the money in going along to these real-life events, going with open eyes and maybe it's a more of a networking opportunity um, and therefore worth the investment. But, yeah, I mean, I've been involved in running a few award programs now and it's a lot of time and effort. Um, and, yeah, there, there are costs involved. So I get why some of them do charge an entry fee. Um, but, yeah, hopefully, you know, I think some of the great ones they'll give you, they'll make them really accessible and inclusive. So there will be an award night, but you don't have to be there to win. And it's always worth asking that question too, because I think sometimes it's like, if you're not in the room, you're not in the running. So yes, it's like the the chocolate wheel at the school fate. You have to be there to win the prize. (laughs) Absolutely. Which again, you know, it rules out some people because especially if you're a you're a working parent and you can't necessarily just jet set around the country <laughs> to be at these fancy dues, you know, you shouldn't be ruled, ruled out of, of winning. But if going along and, and being at the awards night is important to you, then that's great too. Um, you know, I've got a client, they recently were a finalist in an award and they didn't end up winning, but they sort of treated, they actually, because they've, they've got a remote team around the country and they used it as an excuse to bring everyone together and have a few days together sort of doing some um, strategy planning for the rest of the next 12 months. And then they all went to the award, which was kind of like a team building outing for them. And they weren't too worried either way or if they, if they won or they they didn't win. So, yeah. It's a good mm. way to do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just before you kind of listed a few things so that people can, yeah, the feel for if an award is worth entering and does have credibility. Mm. Um, I think one element that I'd add is to look for re- awards that require evidence of your performance or results. Because mm. if awards just are kind of rating you on the way that you do business rather than kind of your output or your outcomes, I think, I just think there's a they're different things and you just got to be careful about which what you really want um, recognition for. Is it just because you can do business in a way that 
you know, people like and you've got brand equity and you've done all that stuff? Or is it because you're making change or delivering particular outcomes to your clients or, or whatever it is? Do you think so too? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think, you know, it's all well and good being able to demonstrate that you run your business in a a good way or a profitable way, but yeah, having actual impact beyond just yourself, I think is really critical as well. And like you say, being able to sort of evidence the impact you've had for clients, um, I'm working on an entry for someone at the moment and it's kind of the other extreme in that, you know, they want so much evidence, so much, you know, um, strategy and so much, uh, yeah, performance, um, you know, so many metrics they're asking for, which is making it a really big job, but it just shows that it's a really reputable, you know, award program and to become a finalist is really hard and then to win is even harder. Um, And I think sometimes entering an award, like we were talking about before with the sort of benefits beyond winning, it can really help you get clear on the the bigger impact you're having, maybe the values around your business, maybe the meaning and purpose behind what you do. And if you're not already clear on that, it again could sort of help you get clarity on that um, so that it's not just about, you know, I don't know, I write words for clients. It's about, you know, I amplify the, you know, the presence online of you know, ethical businesses or whatever it might be, you know, like really taking it beyond, you know, outside of your four walls. Yeah. Yes, and it can be hard in some, I guess, mainly service industries, industries to understand the actual measurable impact. Um, so for me, I don't always get to hear what happens with the business and the copy I've written for them after, but sometimes you're able to track it. And like I've had one client say, I have a 100%, um, my conversion rate is up 100% now since I've got your words on my site. And I'm like, great, I'm going to use that in an award at some point. Thank you. <laughs> There's something concrete that it's not just words and it's not just airy-fairy. It actually turns your business around. And she's now left her full-time job to work just in her business. And I'm I'm sure that having quality conversion-focused human-first copy is an element of being of empowering her to do that because her mm-hmm. website is pulling in people and converting them. Yeah, exactly. And it's a bit of a chicken and egg thing. Like if they have told you about that, you're right to sort of file that away. I always say to people, keep a like good news folder where you file away client feedback and wins so that when you do write an award, you kind of got a little folder of things you can start to tap into. But around the other way too, if you are going to enter an award, then it's like I said before, it's a chance to reach out to clients and ask them, you know, have you seen a, seen a result as, you know, after working with me, did, did it help your business in any way? You know, I worked with someone who recently, um, you know, we were doing an award entry. So she did some outreach to a client who um, they'd actually had to sort of hold, press hold on their business because they'd had a life-changing injury, but she'd kept working with them in sort of a pro bono ad hoc way to try and keep things ticking along and when she reached out to them off the back of this award entry she realized that her work meant that they now have a solid pipeline of clients for when they're back into full health and back into working so like that is an amazing story to share in an award entry and also such a boost for her and she probably never would have realized if she hadn't asked so yeah definitely (laughs) definitely good to have that evidence of you know real impact yes um I think kind of the more sketchy awards bring down the credit, bring down the credibility of the really well-rounded ones. Do you feel like that too, being someone who's like deep in the awards scene? Yeah, yeah, they do, sadly. Um, 
And I sometimes have to sort of do almost a bit of coaching with people who've had bad experiences in the past because it puts them off entering things. Uh, Whereas, you know, they could actually be getting some great recognition and entering some credible programs. Uh, It's for that reason that I started my kind of calendar of awards that I have as a live um, document that people can sign up for because, yeah, otherwise I think you can kind of get a bit bamboozled by the the sort of social media marketing around awards and it makes it sound like it's all sort of bells and whistles and worth going for and then the actual experience is not like that at all and it's kind of really, yeah, demotivating and you think, well, why did I go to all that effort um, when I never even stood a chance of winning? It was always going to go to someone who was already in there in a circle or one of the sponsors or whoever it might be. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a shame because it does sort of ruin it for the ones that are actually out there doing the right doing it the right way yeah yes I think um, also when people are considering which awards to enter or if they should enter a particular award mm. um, because sometimes you get nominated and it wasn't in your plan to enter an award but you're like okay we'll throw that in the mix and let's just go for it I don't have the time but I'll scramble something together um, mm. I think looking also at previous years who the sponsors have been and checking that against the winners list because I have heard of sponsors winning their categories Mm. and that just makes me feel uneasy. Yeah, that is the ultimate ick factor, isn't it? Like, you know, that is the ultimate pay to play. Yes, like the best place to start is really to look at the sort of long-standing awards. So whether it's looking at the ones that are sort of the regional awards, you know, um, you know, we're based um, in New South Wales. So it's like, you know, the ones that have that business New South Wales stamp of approval, like I'm here in Wollongong. So for us, it's the, you know, Illawarra Business Awards. They're aligned with Business New South, New South Wales. The winners from that go on to sort of a, a major state award program. And they've been running for a long time, um, really reputable, you know, the ones, often the ones associated with like an industry publication are really reputable as well. So whether you're in sort of the franchising space or property or accounting or finance, you know, most of those industries will have some kind of award program that's run by a longstanding publisher. Um, so they tend to, you know, get that sort of seal of approval as well. So yeah, it pays to let you say, do a bit of research before you invest your time and hard-earned money, <laughs> especially if you are going to pay someone to write it for you. Um, yeah, so that you're not sort of just throwing money at something that, yeah, you never had, never stood a chance of winning anyway. Mm. Yeah. So when a brand wins an award, what are some practical ways they can harness it to reach more people and grow? I know um, one way that I always use them for my clients is uh so I encourage them to use the logo, like the, the badge, I guess, um, in their footer at minimum because that showcases that EOT, either the expertise, authority and trust. Mm-hmm. But there are other ways you can use your award wins, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. So footer of your website, you know, you can add the logos to your email footer as well if you'd like. You know, shout about it on your social media platforms, whether that's, you know, sharing it on LinkedIn or your know, Instagram or wherever you like to hang out. Um, you could write a blog about the experience if you found it really sort of um, valuable, you know, and that becomes another piece of content you can share. If you have a newsletter or any kind of email marketing, you know, reference it in there. And it doesn't have to be that sort of humble brag. <laughs> it, can, it can be a genuine, like, you know, you know, I really wanted to ex- go through the experience and see, you know, have that opportunity to reflect on how far I've come and, you know, thank you for being part of 
you know, my business story and helping me get there. Because like you said, if we're not making an impact for our clients, especially as service-based businesses, then we're not going to have much to say at the end of the day in an award entry. So acknowledging that without your clients, you wouldn't have got there. You wouldn't have had that win, um, you know, and add it to your, add it to your LinkedIn. You know, I, um, I've, I've had a few wins now. So I often talk, talk about the fact that I'm an award winning and award writer, which again, just adds that sort of social proof and credibility to what I do. Um, so yeah, don't be shy in sharing it. Some awards can actually lead to media coverage as well and be a great sort of hook for PR, depending on what they are. Um, I recently did a kind of random campaign for a butcher in Toowoomba and they won world's best bacon for their bacon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I happened to know the person who does their marketing and they said, oh, I think this has maybe got some PR legs. So, yeah, we did a PR campaign around them winning the world's best bacon and they got on Sunrise and all sorts of great media <laughs> coverage off the back of the award wins. So um, it's always worth having a little look and seeing if your win could potentially turn into some PR gold as well. <laughs> Wow, the best bacon. <laughs> I'm still waiting for them to send me some. Sorry, Jerry. <laughs> when it comes to entries, what are some, I guess, key like tips that we can do to write a powerful entry? We talked about making it human before. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? So really look, look at those metrics. You know, we touched on the fact that it shouldn't just be fluff. So, you know, look at sort of year on year comparisons around sort of your your revenue, your growth, maybe it's the number of clients, maybe look at things like client retention. So you might only work with a small number of clients or customers, but because you give them such amazing um, service and support, they stay with you for a long time, not just a good time. So, you know, really look at the metrics that um, can evidence your success. Um, Depending on the kind of award, uh, you know, it could be that, you can look at, you know, Google Analytics and sort of, um, you know, your success metrics on your social media platforms. Um, it could be, you know, gathering testimonials. Often award programs, if they are quite limited on word count, they'll still let you add sort of attachments at the end as supporting documents, which is when you can sort of create a document with lots of awesome client feedback and testimonials in it. Um, rather, than, rather than using up all your word count, putting all the the client testimonials in because they can get quite long and um, take up all those all those words. So, um, yeah, I think it's about sort of telling your story and don't be afraid to add that sort of human element as well. So, you know, you can be a little bit funny or quirky if that's kind of your brand voice. You know, you don't have to write in a really corporate stuffy way. Um, even if it is a business award, you know, share yourself and, and your personal story, um, you know, share those kind of personal experiences. Perhaps you started the business um, and there was a funny story behind why you took the leap and started the business. You know, if it asks you to talk about the history of your business, don't be afraid to include those aspects. Um, maybe it's un- it's opened really unexpected doors for you. You know, talk about that. Like do some storytelling, share some client um, examples that really bring to life what you do for your for your clients and customers so yeah don't be afraid to show a bit of personality yes those are some awesome tips and things that I wouldn't have thought of so thanks (laughs) good brain good brain award brain food (laughs) (laughs) yeah great (laughs) what kind of awards have you entered Erin so I've entered my local 
Business Awards and my local Women in Business Awards, uh, just as my sort of, that was my starting point because I thought, well, let's see how this all works. And, uh, yeah, that was quite fun. And for both of those, it was great to be able to go to the events because they were local and hang out with some uh, business buddies. (laughs) So, yeah, that's always nice. Um, I've entered myself in a few national awards as well. Um, so yeah, I think we, you know, in the service-based industry, obviously we've both kind of got copywriting in our businesses. But there are sort of lots of national awards you can enter, but finding the category can be a bit challenging as well, you know, because they might only have a category that's something like marketing businesses and you're thinking, well, that's so broad, you know, it's such a <laughs> broad rush to, you know, enter enter that. So it can be a little bit off-putting. Um, but yeah, I think looking at those awards that celebrate small businesses and sort of celebrate the smaller, smaller people so that you're not, you know, maybe entering an award that's run for, for big agencies, you know, as much as I'd like to say, never say never, if you're entering an award and you know what you're going to be up against big agencies with big budgets, <laughs> it's going to be harder to stand out and less likely that you'll be the winner. Um, you know, let's be real. Whereas if it's more of a small business award, um, you know, you've got things like the Australian Women's Small Business Champions Awards, um, even the Inside Small Business Magazine, every year they do a top 50 small business leader um, awards and that's quite a good one in that a lot of the people in that are just solo not just but you know they're solo business operators they don't necessarily have a big team but they're making a big impact in some way or doing something that's a little bit different so yeah keep your eyes peeled look on LinkedIn see who else is sharing kind of finalists and wins and and there might be a way for you to enter next year yeah what about becoming a judge how do you get to be in that position yeah, that's a good question. I don't think there's any sort of set way of doing it. Um, I've been lucky enough that one of my clients is Kate Toon and this year and last year through her um, events, we've run award programs alongside them. So that was when I got to sort of wear my judging hat, which was quite fun. Um, but I think a lot of the other awards I've seen, sometimes they'll call on past winners to then become judges. Uh, so if you have entered an award, you know, I, I saw today one of my past clients over in Perth, she was a winner in the um, Women in IT Awards they have over there. And she's now announced that she's a judge this year after winning um, in the past. So I think sometimes they look at past winners, but also if you feel like you have a great kind of knowledge base or maybe there's a specific industry awards and you think you know a lot about that industry I'm sure there's no harm in just reaching out to the organizers and saying I'd love to be a judge if you're ever looking for someone um I'm pretty sure you're not going to get paid and maybe some of them pay I've not come across that yet it's generally giving up your time but it is again like a nice piece of profile raising for you as a judge and it adds that credibility and social proof again Erin you also do PR for small business and I think that's like an untouched area for a lot of brands that don't know kind of how to dip their toe into it. So uh, awards aside, any tips for, I guess, people maybe thinking who've who've just disregarded PR because it's like, oh, that's too hard a basket. Yeah, I mean, it's similar to awards in that you've got to sort of be in it to win it. So, you know, if you never tell anyone 
or try and get some PR for your business, then it's probably not going to happen. And I think the mis- not mistake, but I guess a barrier I see a lot of small businesses putting in their way is that they think they need to have a publicist or a PR agency in order to put themselves forward for things like media opportunities. Um, but actually, I've spoken to quite a few sort of editors of small business magazines or even small business reporters for some of the big newspapers. And they always say they love hearing from small business founders directly. Um, you know, obviously they get lots of pitches from people like me who are, you know, professional PR consultants and publicists, but they really love it when a small business founder, you know, takes um, takes a chance and, and makes the effort to get in touch with them and say, hey, I think I've got a really interesting story to share or I've got some interesting insights that I think would really help your readers or maybe inspire other businesses. I would say the best thing to do is really flip it around. So if you're feeling really humble, like we generally are and thinking, who am I to put my story out there and share my advice, you know, really flip it and think, well, what could I share that could actually help someone else and that could add value to their readers or listeners? You know, same with your podcast guests, I'm sure, you know, there might be some people that approach you and they just want to promote their business as opposed to people that actually want to share advice that's going to help your listeners. And it's the same with magazines and online business websites. You know, if you can share some kind of expertise or idea that might then help their readers, um, you know, that's likely going to turn into a win for you. Yeah, definitely. I think if we can push aside like that almost default feeling of being unworthy, um, for both awards and PR, you can and just have that belief in yourself and what you're doing. And it's already there because if you're in business, you obviously believe in yourself. So it's just reaching yeah. the next rung of that self-belief ladder and putting yourself out there, right? Absolutely. You're right. Like starting a business is the ultimate sort of act of self-belief, isn't it? <laughs> because it's such a big hurdle to get over when you first start. And I feel like, you know, um, yeah, it's that sort of people feeling that they don't have a story that's powerful enough to tell whereas when you read a lot of these online small business publications for example you'll see there are lots of contributions from people just like you who are sharing their ideas or observations or maybe they've got um you know an opinion about something that goes against the grain of what everyone else is saying you know we touched on chat gpt before and you know if you look in the media these days especially the business media and small business media there are so many articles about how do you incorporate AI? Is AI the enemy? How do you bring a more human approach to AI? How can you use it to streamline your processes? You know, all these people who, you know, none of them are truly experts because we've only been using this tool for six months or whatever it is, maybe a year, but they've all realized that they have an interesting um, perspective to share. And they've, you know, taken, like you say, they've backed themselves, sent that email off to an editor and said, hey, I've got something to share for your readers. And you don't have to have an article written and ready to go either. You can just pitch the idea. Yeah, I think a lot of journalists are looking for content. And if you kind of present kind of a nice package that's easy for them to to un- unravel and, and do something with, then, like, go for it. <laughs> yeah, make it easy for them. You know, I think... Like you say, editorial teams are getting smaller and smaller, but they still have to fill all of those digital pages online. Um, The worst thing you could do, though, is to contact an editor and say you've got a story you want to share and then not be available. So, you know, if you are going to put yourself out there and say, I'd love to write this article for you, then be willing to write the article 
pretty quickly for them if they come back and say yes you know don't just sort of say oh cool yeah I'll send it back to you next year or you know I'm away for the next six weeks you know you need to make sure you're actually going to be able to hold up your end of the end of the deal yeah yeah for sure so I know you've got an awards calendar we can download where can we go to access that and to hear more from you so my website is chucklecommunications.com and if you go to my awards page on there, you can access the calendar. It is not a pretty lead magnet. It is literally just a Google sheet, but it is live and it is up to date and we keep adding to it almost daily thanks to my amazing VA because uh, if it was up to me, it would probably be quite out of date. There are new kind of dates and deadlines coming up all the time. You know, there's not sort of one set award season. Business awards happen all throughout the year. So it's always worth logging on and having a look and seeing what's coming up. Uh, LinkedIn is the main social media platform I hang out on. So if you find me on LinkedIn, I'm Erin Huckle. And I'm running a webinar on how to plan your award strategy next year. It's going to be free and it's on the 9th of November. I don't know when this is coming out, but I thought I would mention it in case anyone listening wants to sign up. So yeah, hope to see you there. You are so awesome. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Please leave a review and subscribe so we can spread the love to more brave, business-minded women like you. You can find me online at shinecoffee.com.au.